Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Well, Dan, the deadliest terror organization in the world is, drumroll please, not ISIS, believe it or not. And if you haven't been following the news, it is not an Arab country at all. It is in Nigeria, the organization known as Boko Haram. Here to update us on what's been happening in Nigeria, human rights lawyer Emmanuel Ogebi. Emmanuel, thank you so much for being with us on Freedom's Ring today. Thank you very much for having me on. We've done some shows about Nigeria in the past, and I know that our listeners, if they strain, may recall the uh, schoolgirls that were kidnapped last year. But uh, tell us a little bit about Boko Haram, who they are, and um, why they're such a threat to Christians. Yes. Uh, now, Boko Haram is a group that originally started up uh, calling itself the Nigerian Taliban. So from the earliest, um, you know, over a dozen years ago when they started out, they were modeling themselves um, on the Taliban in Afghanistan and basically aligned themselves with the global jihad. Now, uh, Boko Haram has, in the last two years consecutively, been the deadliest terrorist group in the world um, and has killed more people than uh, ISIS has. Now, their intentions are to exterminate Christians. Uh, so um, unlike ISIS and other groups, the, the, their initial targeting was go out and kill all the Christians. And that's what makes them such a huge threat to the faith. And they publicly proclaim this? Yes. In fact, uh, in uh, January 2012, they actually gave a 72-hour ultimatum to all Christians to leave northern Nigeria. And at the end of the three-day uh, ultimatum, they began killing Christians. Uh, now, they've been killing before that, but this was the landmark moment that it was officially a genocide because they actually gave notice and said, you know, leave or die. And then they began the killings. You know, um, you forgive me for my cynicism, but it seems to me that um, Boko Haram has tried increasingly to do things to get the attention of the global community, like the kidnapping of all of the schoolgirls. And yet the global community seems uh, absolutely, literally hell-bent in refusing to address the problems in Nigeria. Is there more that is being done that, that I'm not aware of? <laughs> yeah, you're so right uh, in your assessment of the situation, because guess what? Not many people know that Boko Haram has killed citizens of over 15 countries, including Great Britain, Italy, uh, you know, Germany, Korea, China, and so on and so forth. In fact, no, virtually no American knows that Boko Haram attacked Americans. This is because, for, some, for whatever reason, the State Department has uh, kept a lid on it. 
till this day that an American diplomat was attacked by Boko Haram uh, in Nigeria. Boko Haram actually bombed the United Nations building. There was an American in the building. I was in the country on the day of that bombing. 24 people were killed, and the United Nations did not recognize Boko Haram and impose sanctions on Boko Haram uh, until uh, after the girls were kidnapped. For whatever reason, uh, there's a conspiracy of silence and uh, inaction regarding the deadliest terror group in the world. Well, I'm sure it must be very frustrating for you and for others who are working on human rights issues in Nigeria. Um, start with this. What does the name Boko Haram signify? Well, Boko Haram literally means uh, books uh, evil. Um, so, but it symbolizes, you know, Western civilization. So this is a book-hating, education-hating, Christian-hating, um, you know, the jihadi group that wants to impose um, Sharia law on everyone. What they've done is um, in cities that they've captured, in towns they've captured, they go and undertake house-to-house -house killings of all the Christian all the Christian males, and then they marry, uh, force marry the Christian women and convert them to Islam. And then they conscript the Muslim males to be part of the jihad. Are they also using boy soldiers, children as soldiers? Yeah, and this is probably the worst single thing that is happening on the planet right now is that Boko Haram is using women and girls as suicide bombers. And so since after the abductions of the 219 Chibok schoolgirls that you mentioned, um, Boko Haram started using female society and bombers for the first time. And in an 18-month period, they have deployed 90, 90 uh, girls as suicide bombers. This is an average of two and a half girls a week that have been killed in the last, uh, used as suicide bombers in the last 18 months. I'm just beside myself hearing all of this. And of course, Emmanuel, um, I'm sure if any of our listeners are paying attention at all, they're asking the same question that's resonating in my heart. What on earth can we do? Um, is the international community doing anything in Nigeria? I mean, I gather the Nigerian government is fighting Boko Haram, but rather ineffectually, right? Yes. I mean, it's a tall task uh, to take on a group, you know, that is this mindless in their evil. Um, you know, in a recent attack, uh, you know, burnt kids alive uh, in their homes. Uh, and, you know, that kind of evil is just unconscionable. But part of the problem has been the international community, including the United States, took several years to recognize Boko Haram as a foreign terrorist organization. And in that period of time, it had metastasized. Now, last year, Boko Haram and ISIS actually uh, declared an alliance. And so it's easier for the terrorists to come together to do evil than for the international community to come together to uh, undo the evil that they're doing. So we do need the United States and the UN to recognize what is going on in Nigeria as a genocide. If the group 
is doing less killings in the Middle East than uh, Nigeria is now considered uh, to be perpetrating genocide by the European Union. Uh, it's virtually a no-brainer to say that what is happening in Africa is also genocide. And um, the United Nations in particular needs to uh, categorize the humanitarian crisis as a level three humanitarian crisis, which will allow for more aid uh, and assistance to come in. Are there any good sources of ongoing information that you would recommend to our listeners? Well, uh, that's a good question. Um, I can tell you that, uh, I mean, a lot a lot of what is happening is not being faithfully reported and documented in the mainstream media. And, um, you know, we're going to work to try and uh, make sure the stories of these people get out and I get told. But one project that I'm currently doing is we're helping the, some of the escaped Chibok girls go back to school in the U.S. And um, that information can be found on our Facebook page. Education Must Continue Initiative uh, on Facebook. And Education Must Continue Initiative was uh, launched by a couple of people recently to say, no, we won't let the terrorists stop uh, us from getting educated and participating in, in Western civilization. And so we're using that to help uh, refugee kids go back to school. You know, it strikes me that... Africa has largely been neglected by the international community because it's not regarded as, uh, you know, a primary interest in terms of, of business, in terms of uh, national security. Uh, you know, Nigeria is not as critical, um, although it is an oil producer. So, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm kind of... Scratching my head, uh, it, it strikes me that there is a fundamental problem with our global system of values where, you know, if a country is not critical for, uh, you know, our own self-interest, then we won't do much to help when there's such a humanitarian crisis. You know, that's a good point you make. And, and here's the thing, Nigeria... It's not only a strategic of the United States, um, but Nigeria was the sixth largest supplier of oil to the United States. So, I mean, it did have some value, uh, foreign policy-wise, to the U.S. And if you could neglect a partner of this stature in the midst of crisis, then that's, that doesn't send a good message to the world about you know, um, U.S. loyalty to its friends. Uh, so it, it is stunning to, to, to many um, that uh, even in spite of its oil wealth and, and, and oil reserves, that uh, the U.S. hasn't been uh, responsive. Now, but what gets me is not so much the lack of attention from the U.S. government, because as I mentioned, they, they're actually in denial. They're hiding the fact that Americans have been targeted by this group. Uh, Hillary Clinton's State Department would not designate Boko Haram as a foreign terrorist organization until uh, Kerry became Secretary of State. But what bothers me is inaction of 
you know, the Christians in America, because Christianity that was brought to Nigeria by American and British and Canadian missionaries is being completely wiped out in vast swaths of northern Nigeria. And I would think that there's a case for, you know, human compassion. But none of the major U.S. Uh, aid groups and charities are helping the situation uh, in northern Nigeria. Well, you know, I'm my wheels are turning in my head. We're in a presidential election year here, and I'm thinking that uh, our listeners need to start engaging our presidential candidates on this topic. What will you do uh, to deal with the genocide of Christians in Nigeria by Boko Haram? It's a simple question to ask our presidential candidates when they come and uh, campaign in your state, in your city, ask them the question. Let's put their feet to the fire and see if we can't get this issue on the agenda for uh, for this campaign. And ask your congressmen as well, who are running for office. Absolutely. Um, this is a very, very sobering topic. We've been talking with human rights attorney Emmanuel Ogebi about Boko Haram, the deadliest terror organization in the world. Mr. Ogebi, thank you so much for being with us on Freedom's Ring today. Thank you. And as we close, we want to remind our listeners here at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom. We offer help to those suffering religious discrimination. Check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org. Don't forget to email me at mrliberty at churchstate.org with your suggestion for what you perceive to be the number one religious freedom problem in America today. Thank you for listening, and Freedom's Ring is now available on SoundCloud on the Internet. Check out our Freedom's Ring SoundCloud radio station. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let Freedom Ring. Freedom's Ring.